0: A few weeks ago, talking on this subject of be bold. So we're going to continue that today. In fact, we're going to write, wrap up this whole series. So would you grab your Bible or whatever you have the Word of God on, and go to the book of First Chronicles, First Chronicles chapter four? We're going to be there in just a moment. Let me say hello to our campuses. My name is Eddie Couples. I'm the lead pastor for Love and Truth Ministries, and I'm thankful for the reports that I hear every week of lives being changed, baptisms, people coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So as we gather together here today, we're believing that God is going to speak to you there as we go into His Word together. Would you take your Bible or whatever you've got the Word of God on, and when we've been in First Chronicles, the 9th, oh, excuse me, the 4th chapter, verse 9 and 10, and so let's just kind of pick back up there. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. I I would like that to be said about me. How about you? And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. I don't want that said about me. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I will not or would not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now, a few weeks ago, we began this whole series looking at the life of Jabez. We only have two verses about him, two verses in Scripture that tell us about him, and these are the two. And in that, we begin to look at the whole process here of how that his life, as he prayed, we begin to say, okay, what is it that he's praying for? And so the first week we talked about that he prayed, God, that you would bless me indeed. In other words, what he was asking for was God's favor. He said, Lord, I want favor in my life. In fact, uh, we we talked about, and I know it isn't good uh, grammar, but we said favor ain't fair, right? Favor ain't fair. And, And so Jabez is asking, Lord, I want your favor in my life. The second week we talked about where he said, and enlarge my territory. The first week he's asking for God's favor. The second week he's asking for God's success. Lord, I want to be successful. Enlarge my territory, my family, my business, uh, my spiritual walk in every area of my life. Let me have success in that. And then last week we talked about where he said, Lord, that your hand would be upon me. And when you talk about hand, when you study the Old Testament especially, anytime you see the hand of God, it is referring to the power of God. And so we talked about how that he was asking for God's power to enable him to do these things that he had been talking about there. Now, today we're going to be talking about God's protection, okay? God's protection in our lives, and we want to be bold about it. We want God's protection in every aspect of our lives. Because here's what he said Lord that you would keep me from evil that I would not cause pain remember when Jesus is teaching his disciples one of the parts of the Lord's what we call the Lord's prayer Jesus said when you pray pray this way and he gives us that and then he says and pray lead us not into what temptation but deliver us the NIV says, deliver us from the evil one, all right? Don't leave me in a temptation, deliver me from the evil one. How many of you would like to live life not being in the place of evil, Amen. right? Now, you say, well, pastor, we live in a fallen world. I understand that. You're going to face evil. I, I, I know about that. But, but here's today what we're asking for. is We're asking at, at moments of our life, God, put us in a cocoon. Put us in a place where we're safe. From all the things that would come to destroy us, to kill us, all the things that are there in our lives. So, so today, I'm, I'm going to kind of give you three aspects real quick today uh, in this sermon. First of all, I'm going to talk about the truths about sin. I, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with you, all right? We're going to talk about there are some things about sin we need to understand. Secondly, I'm going to talk about the truths of pain that come because of sin. But I'm not going to leave us there. Then I'm going to talk to us about freedom and how that we get there. The the word of God is quite clear. The book of Romans, the seventh chapter, and and I'm going to read this real quickly. It says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. Right? I mean, that's where I'm at. But, But then he says, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man. Paul says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thank God he didn't stop in verse 24. 25, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Now, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about sin. (laughs) How about that? We're going to talk about sin. I mean, we, we really don't have a whole lot of sin talk anymore, do we? All right? And, and when, you, when you begin to look at this and, and you begin to find out that, that there are the aspects, and I'm, I'm going to call it weakness, but it's sin. I wanted to not hit you too hard with it. But, but I'm going to talk to you about there's some truths about weakness in your life. There's some truths about sin. The, the first one is this. Everybody has a weakness. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Huh. Now, bless God, I'm saved. I I know Jesus. That's wonderful, but you got a weakness. You're prideful. We know what your weakness is. Uh, Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned, and they fall short of the glory of God. Everybody's got a weakness. Everybody struggles in this aspect of their life of knowing how to live for God and to continue to move move on in their walk with God. So so understand, everybody's on the same page. All right? The Word of God refers to it as iniquity, and the word iniquity means a propensity towards a certain type of sin. All right? And and so we we all have it. Uh, Don't start asking each other what it is. All right? Just kind of keep that to yourself, okay? Number two is this, is that your weakness or your sin has an agenda. And I'll tell you what the agenda is according to James 1.15. Here's what James says. It says, then after desire is conceived or has conceived, it gives birth to sin. All right? Now, let me, let me help some of you. Everybody look up for a moment. I know you're taking notes, but look up just a second. All right? Listen. Because you think it or because you desire it does not mean you have sinned. Woo! Whom the sun sets free. Some of you just got freedom right then. <laughs> Just because you want to do something doesn't mean you've sinned. Just because you think about doing something. You know, I've joked through the years that I've thought about killing people. <laughs> Not really. Well, I'm one or two. But anyway, uh, but thank God I haven't, you know, followed through on that, right? So, so the desire, and, and that's what James is saying, the, the desire has conceived. It gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So the, the weakness of your life, whatever it is, that the agenda is to destroy you. It is to kill you. It's, now, maybe not in the natural sense, and some of that is true too, but, but in the spiritual sense of your life is that the agenda of your weakness, the agenda of sin, that, listen, let me help you. The devil is not your friend. The kingdom of darkness is not, you know, out for your good. It is out for your destruction. It is out to, to bring you down and, and to destroy everything that's good around you. So you've got to understand that desire, that thought, that action, whatever, that it, there's an there's a agenda to it. And the Scripture says, James says, the end result is death. All right? Number three is this. God will show you your weakness. If you don't know what it is, you know, I don't know what my weakness is. Well, God is, I ask him. There are some prayers God will answer. That's one of them. God, what's my weakness? Here it is. What's my sin? Here, th- God, God will show you. Uh, Luke twenty-two, thirty-one. 31, uh, Jesus speaking to, to Simon Peter said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift. All of you as wheat. See, you, 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 you've got to understand. G- Jesus is explaining to him, Here, here's your weakness. You're getting ready to be sifted. And he even tells him, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter says, oh, no, Lord, not me. I wouldn't do it. Those guys would, but I wouldn't. Right? See, all of us need to understand that if we will ask God, God, I don't, I don't understand. Now, let me let me say this: sometimes the action is not the issue. Does that make sense? So, some, sometimes the action is anger. Sometimes the action is lust. Sometimes the action is lying. I mean, there's a but. But the issue is not now. None of those things are good, don't misquote me, uh, but, but the, the issue sometimes goes much deeper. Maybe, maybe it's a wound that you're carrying, maybe it's unforgiveness you've got in your life, maybe th- there's some aspects that you have to go back in to your life uh, because you, you can't always judge what the sin is by what's taking place, okay, does that make sense? So, so you have to understand. The, the fourth thing is this, I'm trying to get all this wrapped up quickly today. The fourth thing is this, Satan will exploit your weakness. Satan will exploit your weakness. Whatever your weakness is, listen, if if you're not tempted to get drunk, he's not going to mess with you about getting drunk. He's not going to bother you. I I mean, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I don't sit there and struggle. Ooh, I wonder if I could just, you know, have eight margaritas. I don't even think about it. Why? Because I don't, I, number one is I'm such a, you know, I like to be in control at such a level that that feeling is not something I enjoy. All right? So I don't, I don't get, what's wrong with y'all? I, I don't, I don't ever struggle with that one. Don't come ask me what mine is because I ain't telling you. I'll tell you what mine isn't, but, Okay. Uh, but, but Satan knows what, whatever it is and, and he'll hit you with it he'll, he'll come into that, that area and, and he'll begin and in, in, in Judas's life, and I won't read this but Luke 22 and you can write it down, Luke 22, 3 through 6 uh, Judas' issue is greed the, the Bible says Judas carried the money and said he was stealing uh, the whole time, can you imagine stealing from Jesus wow, uh, okay, I'm not going there uh, it, it, anyway, he, he's stealing the whole time and, and the scripture in Luke 22 says uh, that Satan enters Judas. And Judas goes and betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Why? Because he had this weakness with greed. He didn't deal with it. He allowed it to become fevery. He didn't deal with it. And now the enemy literally came into his life and he sells Jesus' life for 30 pieces of silver. See, the enemy knows what your weakness is. What, what one person's weakness is or a person back there over it's not what somebody else is. But you know what? He knows yours. And he will come in and wear you out. So, so you, have, you have to be aware of that. And that's what Jabez is praying for. Lord, that you would keep me from evil. Now, I, I believe Jabez has experienced evil in his life because jabez i mean again two verses but we see pain how many times two verses out of a guy's life and it's all about pain Jabez, and, and his name means pain, so again, you take that in there, and, and it's just several times in those two verses that we see pain. Well, I, I believe in, in kind of perusing this over the past few months in preparation for this series, I believe, and again, it's my opinion, and I've I read some scholars who agree and some who didn't, so uh, you know how that goes. Uh, but, but I believe that, that there probably was an aspect of sin in the birth of Jabez. Now, you know, whether it was an unwed pregnancy or whatever, I, I don't know, but, but his mom says, because I bore him in pain, and then he ends his prayer saying, God, keep me from evil that I don't cause pain, alright? So there's, there's this whole aspect of that. And so the enemy knows whatever your issue is, the enemy knows how to, how to come in. The Bible says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, and that's how he comes in, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. The Lord comes in. at And that's what Jabez is praying for. Lord, that you would protect me from evil. The last thing about your weakness or your sin is this. One sin, one weakness can destroy you. It doesn't take a thousand. It, it doesn't take you having multiple. It, it's just one. You say, well, prove it. Okay, Matthew 27, 5. Remember Judas? So Judas threw the money into the temple and left, and then he went away and hanged himself. One issue in his life. Now, d- don't you think that if Jesus chose him as one of the apostles, that he had a lot of great things about his life? I mean, there, there is no reason Jesus would have, you know, he wouldn't have picked the worst one. He's picking the best, and yet there's this one issue in Judas's life, and it's greed, and it winds up costing him his life and costing Jesus his life because of one and so we we need to understand that that each of us have these weaknesses have these sin issues and the enemy is doing his best to destroy us with it Now, now let me let me give you the second aspect of this let me talk to you about the truth about pain a lot of times we have the tendency to think that it's it's no big deal it's it's just pastor it really doesn't matter it's just something small and, and so b- before we know it, um, and I want to be, I'm going to be real, real right here. Okay. But before we know it, we blur the lines. And I know that's the number one song right now. And I know if you know what that song's about, and if you've seen the video, the best that that can be is softcore pornography. And yet, why are y'all so tight for it? I'm not going to check your ringtones. And yet, in our society, we are buying into blurred lines. We are buying into the whole aspect. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter. It, it's, Pastor, oh, you're, you're, just an, Pastor, you're just an old fogey. You're, you're telling us that we shouldn't do things, we shouldn't act ways. We, Pastor, come on, just get with it. There's some things I don't want to get with. There are some aspects of life that I don't want to cross. There are some doors that I don't want to open. There are some things I don't want to experience them because I don't want to have to fight them the rest of my life. Let's, let's talk about the truth about pain. David, I love David. I love the story of King David. David um, is a great man of God, but the great thing about David is as great a man of God as he is, he's also a great sinner. The thing you have to give David is this, is that when he's living for God, he is living for God. When he's doing his own thing, he goes for it. He don't play. I mean, he is full force doing his business. But in the 38th Psalm, and don't read it right now, but go home today. I'd encourage you to read it. David tells us what pain comes from sin. And I I want to show you three aspects of pain that come in our lives. Verse 3, here's what David says. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. The first pain is physical pain. I I will say this, and and again, I want to walk out, you know, in fear and trembling doing this. There are times in our life, because of our sin, that we have allowed into our life that it brings destruction to our flesh. David says, look, because of my sin, there's no soundness in my bones. In other words, I am sick because I have sinned. Now, don't misquote me. I didn't say all sickness is because of sin. Now, let's back that train up. I will say all sickness is because of sin in the original setting. There was no sin until man fell. I mean, there was no sickness until man fell into sin. So in that sense, yes. But I'm not talking about if you get sick with this disease. or you've. I'm not saying you sin. Jesus was quite clear about that. Who sinned? Nobody sinned. But that the glory of God may be revealed. Sometimes not. But, I mean, come on, people. If the Surgeon General Uh (laughs) uh-oh, says to you, if you do this, you are going to die. All right, I'll go the other side. (laughs) All right? I'll I'll balance it out. In our society, we eat stuff and take in stuff we shouldn't. And it's as destructive as what the Surgeon General said. And, and then we wonder why we're sick. Sin produces sickness. You know, it's, it's easy for us. i got to hurry. But it's easy for us to understand that when, when, when somebody, you know, they've been a crack smoker for five years and they come in and all their teeth are falling out and their face is ravaged and all that, we go, man, look what sin has done. Yeah. But you know what? It does it to all of us. It ravages all of us. We just don't know it. The second way that it causes pain is found in verse 6 of, of Psalm 38. He says, I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. The second thing is emotional or soulless. Your, your mind, your will, your emotions. Do, do you realize that, that because of sin in your life that, that it brings emotional havoc to your life? You know, it, it's, that, it's that hole underneath the, the process of, of what I have done and now I'm, I'm carrying the weight of it and I'm carrying the problems with it and I'm thinking about it and, and all of a sudden. And, and what I've got to do is, is understand that in the midst of my life, that when I allow sin in, it is going to bring destruction. It's going to do it physically, it's going to do it emotionally, or lastly, it's going to do it spiritually, Verse 17 says, For I am about to fall. He said, I'm about to to backslide, and my pain is ever with me. You know what? Sin separates us from God. Sin keeps us from living up to what God's called us to. It creates pain. And let me say this to you not only does it create pain in your life, whether you want to admit it or not, it creates pain. And the lives of those that are around you. If you were to stop and think for a moment about the issue that has caused pain in your life time and again, most of the time it's been because of sin. Somebody's sinned, yourself has sinned, or you're experiencing the effects of sin. And we see that on and on and on. But you know what? God doesn't leave us there. He gives us. And that's what Jabez is praying for. Lord, I've had so much pain. I've had so much anguish in my life. God, I want to be set free. So let's talk about freedom real quick. 1 John 1, 7 says this. But if we walk in the light, as he, speaking of Jesus, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. 1 John 2, 2 says Speaking of Jesus again, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Jesus has paid the price. See, this, this weakness, this sin, this destruction, all these things in my Jesus has paid the price. Thank God that I have the ability today to come to someone who loved me more than I will ever understand and received forgiveness for all my junk, all my stuff, all the things that I have done that have brought destruction, have wrecked havoc, all these things that have taken place, I can come today and say, Lord, I recognize the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on my behalf. One of the favorite scriptures of everybody is God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth Him would not perish but would have everlasting life. In all of our lives, in all of our worlds, we we face this constant battle that I started out with where the Apostle Paul says, there's this law. He calls it at one place the law of sin and death. Now, I, I, I grew up in church, and I've, I've slept on probably as many pews as some of you have sat on. And uh, I can remember. I, I remember back in the day that you used to have testimony service. Anybody go to an old school church where you had testimony service? All right, some of you have. And, and I, I can remember the saints getting up, and you know, i seven, eight, ten years old, however old I was, and, and, and these old people would get up, you know, they were 30. And, uh, <laughs> but when you're 10, everybody's old, okay? And, and they would get up and they would say, I, I just wanna, you know, I wanna, just, I just wanna praise the Lord, didn't I? I just wanna testify that I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, all that was all right. I I could handle all those three. But then they would say, any of y'all go old school church like that? Then they would say, and I want to thank God that I don't ever want to sin anymore. And I would just go, I am going to hell, straight to hell. Do not collect $200. Do not pass gold. I am out. Because I was probably at that moment plotting something that was sinful. <laughs> I was so glad when somebody showed me this scripture where the Apostle Paul said, there's this law that works in my way. Woo, maybe I will go to heaven after all. <laughs> right? Come on. We, we, we need to somehow, somewhere, get real with this thing called Christianity. We, we need to come to that place where we understand that, look, just because I'm saved does not mean I don't struggle with the issues in this life. And when I pretend not to struggle, number one, I'm fooling myself, the, the Word of God says. Number two is, I make it so hard for other people to live up to what I'm pretending to be. And so they just say, I'm out, I throw in the towel, I'm gone. Instead of understanding, we're all on a journey together. We're all struggling together. But you know what? If I want to live an overcoming life, there are some things I want to do, and each week I've tried to close it with three things, so here we go. Three practical things in your life. Number one is, you must recognize your sin. you you, you got to say, oh, oh, this is what it is. And if you don't know what it is, ask the person you're married to. If Right? Or ask your kids or some, somebody close to you, they'll tell you. All right? They'll, they'll explain it to you and you'll, you'll get it. So, you, first of all, you've got to recognize your sin. Number two is that you've got to confess your sin. Now, the word there, confess, when you read in Scripture, it says Conf- confess your faults one another and it says confess your sins uh, that you may be forgiven. The word confess means to say the same thing as God says about it. So here's the deal. Let's let's get real for a minute. Instead of saying, "Lord, I got this problem." Lord, I you know, I got this issue. Lord, I got I got this this little little thing over here, little something something. <laughs> just go ahead and say what God says. J- just do this. Now don't do this around anybody. All right, go, the Bible says in your prayer closet, find some places just you and Jesus and nobody else can hear you and there's no recording, all right? And just go in there and just say, God, I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. I'm a gossip. I'm greedy. I got lust. What, whatever it is. That's saying the same thing as God says about it. You know what happens? When, when you do that, it's kind of like, oh, I can't believe I said that about myself. That's what God's saying about you. And until you deal with it in the same way, you can't move on. The Bible says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance. And it talks about bringing fruit unto repentance. That's coming to that place of saying, God, these are my my sins, and I freely admit those to you. And here's my, my... thing in life what I'm going through here's where it, and, and so you confess your sin and lastly you got to stay in the word alright it's one of the reasons we have it on our website that daily you can just go there click on it it'll give you a bible reading plan for the year and, and you can take just a few minutes every day and read the bible why because you need the word of God in you the word, the word cleanses you The Word guides you. The the Word directs you. And as you're in that every day, I've I've acknowledged my sin. I've, I've confessed my sin. But now I'm bringing in the good thing to keep me walking in obedience to the Lord. See, Jabez knew that that thing which started off so small could become grown and bring destruction. A few years ago, a couple named Jerome and Sandra Harold decided that they wanted something different in their family and instead of them adopting a dog or a cat, they decided they wanted a chimpanzee. And you know what? It was cute. It was cuddly. It even appeared on television commercials for Coca-Cola and other things. Chimpanzee's name was Travis. For several years, Travis was just this cute little chimp. But Travis grew to be 200 pounds. And one day, Travis got out of his cage, and one of their neighbors, one of their friends, came on. Her name was Charlotte Nash. And on February the 16th, 2009, she walked into the house to help them. And as she walked into the house to help them, this cute, cuddly chimp, reverted back to its true nature. Literally ripped her face off, chewed her up. The emergency personnel said it was one of the most horrific sights they had ever seen. In fact, if you go and Google this, you will find out she's one of the first people to ever have a full face reconstruction. Why? Because Jerome and Sandra said, it's cute. It's just a little chimp. But let me tell you, little chimpanzees grow up to be what they naturally are, and that is they're wild. Pastor, it's not that big of a deal it's a little thing it's not much and you know what in the initial beginning probably isn't but you let that thing stay at your house and you feed it and you take care of it and you play with it there's coming a day that somehow some way it's going to revert to its original nature and James says the end result is death I want to challenge you what is it in your life that you have allowed to come in that you need to pray the prayer of Jabez over today and say Lord keep me from this evil thing I acknowledge it's evil today. I acknowledge it's sin today. I've played with it long enough. I've I've kept it there and thought it was cute. But God, I come today and I acknowledge like Jabez said, God, keep me from evil because I don't want pain. No pain in my life, God. No pain in my friends and in my family. God, let me get rid of all evil in my life.